everyone. This is Amanda Adamchak and I am coming at you with a brand new episode, a brand new season. And I am just so excited to be bringing the podcast back, a little revival of this. I haven't done this since I think spring of 2019, maybe summer. And we just got a little bit away from it due to other priorities, but I'm just super excited in 2020 to be back again and recording some podcast episodes for you. So this first one is going to be a little fun, a little different than the normal podcast. And I decided to celebrate my 35th birthday that I would do 35 lessons, hacks, and tips and just share those with you. So they are completely random. They are not in order of importance. They are not in order of anything. They're just 35 random things that came top of my mind. And I wanted to shoot those to you guys so that you could get some good little nuggets. I'm basically going to be doing rapid fire going to be going through these 35 very quickly. So get out your notebook, write some down, take away some nuggets. And I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you enjoy this season. And if you love the podcast, obviously take a screenshot, shout me out on Instagram, do a review, send me some love. And I'm basically doing this for free to give you guys all the content that I wish I had along my business journey and just sharing my story and sharing other stories, other online shop owners, other women business owners, and just giving them a place to share their voice with the world. So again, if you love this, please let me know. And I'm just excited to dive on in. So let's just go ahead and do that. By the way, if you have not listened to my podcast or you do not know me, I'm going to be much more direct, no fluff, Just get right into it. I don't need a ton of backstory. I just want to get straight to the value. We are all busy. So you can kind of expect that style from me and me just diving right in and going straight for the value. And if you guys have follow-up stuff, you can always head to the DM and we we can chat there. So let's dive in to the first of 35 lessons, hacks, and tips that I have learned while running my business over the last few years. The first one, apply for anything and everything. So you never know what it will lead to. I got into our local Detroit winter markets by just randomly applying. I got into Macy's for two different pop-up sessions just by applying. I had no idea if I was quote unquote credible or eligible or all of those things. And I still got in. So just apply. And of course you get rejections and that is okay too, but still give yourself the opportunity to apply. You never know what it's going to lead to. Number two, use your iPhone or an app to swap your mirror selfies. One of my biggest pet peeves is when business owners post on their actual feed and they have a graphic T or some type of wording and it's backwards. So the, the lettering is reading backwards. All you have to do if you have an iPhone is go straight into your phone, go to the edit button in the upper left-hand corner. You can swap it so it reads right. And you can also do this in other apps like the InShot app or some other apps. But um, do this especially if you sell clothing. I don't worry about this as much in stories. But if you are posting in your feed, I highly suggest you just swap that mirror selfie. It goes a long, long way. Number three, Canva is amazing for graphics, for creating things for events and your website. But my big tip is to not use the app and use it on desktop. It is a way better user experience. And a lot of people I've come across don't realize that they have a desktop usage and that the app is not the way to go. 
Number four, get your systems in place before you start to get busy. So if you're one of those newer entrepreneurs, make sure that you're setting up systems, spreadsheets, processes, all of the things before you start to actually take off. Because once you take off, girl, you are not going to do it. That's what I did. And then you end up being too, too busy to go back and redo everything. And then a few years later, you're kicking yourself in the booty. So listen to me now and get your systems in place. Even if you're the person who's like, hey, Amanda, I just started a month ago. I'm like, I don't care. Learn as you go and set those processes in place. You can always change them over time. Number Five, get the business bank account ASAP if you don't have it. So if you're one of the newbies that don't have your business bank account, I highly suggest that be the first thing you do. And also get a good accountant because that's going to save you so much more money. So for example, me switching from an LLC a year ago to an S Corp saved me literally thousands and thousands of dollars. And I would not have known that had I not had a good accountant explain that to me. Number six, DM your new followers and your current followers. Respond back to them. Use that instant response of like the heart and the clapping on Instagram because the algorithm wants you to have these relationships and they want you to go deeper. And if you're DMing your new followers and you're DMing the people who are respond responding to you, then that tells the algorithm, hey, these guys are BFFs and it'll help show your content more to them. So make sure you are hanging out in the DM often. Number seven, find your niche in your lane and stay there for a bit. Niching down is what made me successful in both my Etsy business and my online shop boutique business. And I highly suggest you find your lane. And by find your lane, I mean get your niche and then do what's unique to you. So even if you do something similar to somebody else, how can you make it unique to you? You need to find your own lane because there's probably 18,000 other people who do the same thing as you and that's okay, but you just have to put your own spin on it. Number eight, learn from others who have been there, but know that you still have to make things unique to you. So kind of going back on number seven, you can learn all of the things from me in this podcast. You can learn things from your peers. You can learn things from other people on the internet, but you have to still put your own unique spin on it or it will never work. It just won't because there is no one strategy. There is no one product. There is no one anything that's going to make you successful. You have to be the one to make you successful. Number nine, get a tribe. If you follow me for any time, you know that I'm huge on tribe. And yes, I, I do have Jumpstart Tribe, which is my monthly mentorship for online shop owners, but I'm also just talking about a general girl tribe. So it can be business related. It could be not business related. Basically, I have a tribe of three other women and we meet every two weeks and we get together and we just chat about either life things, business things, we work through stuff. If you have not gotten Lori Harder's book, A Tribe Called Bliss, I would highly suggest you get that and form your tribe. It will be a game changer for your life and your business. Number 10, you can respond to DMs and comments from your Instagram for your Instagram on desktop. So I don't know if you know this, but you can do this through the Facebook manager, business manager and on your desktop. So you can just easily reply to DMs and comments from my, for IG on your desktop. Now, Instagram, I hear at the time of this recording is coming out with its own respond on desktop, which is great because if you don't really get on Facebook, you can do it straight through Instagram. So I hear that is coming. Number 11, giveaways and collaborations are some of the best ways to get good followers and grow your Instagram. I do giveaways monthly. I think they're amazing. I do collabs as often as possible and probably need to do more. And this is, 
I, one of the top questions I get is how do you grow your Instagram? Well, you have to have shareable content. And one way to have great shareable content is to do collaborations because you're tapping into other people's audiences and giveaways are great because it's a shareable task that your followers can do and it gets you more traction. And I have a lot more to say about those two things that I won't go over clearly in this podcast, but you can um, search on Instagram for some more takeaways on those. Number 12, no one cares about your business as much as you. So this is something that you will learn as you go, but it's the truth. It's your baby and no one should care about it as much as you because it's yours. Number 13, give the best customer service you can but don't disrupt your life for it. So early in my Etsy days, I would bend over backwards, make sure people got their packages on time, be working at midnight, dropping things off at the post office at 8 p.m. just because I needed to get something in the mail. And yes, if it was my fault of like, I sent them the wrong thing or something broke, then sure, I'm doing that because it was likely for their wedding. Back in my Etsy days, I did mostly wedding. Um, Brides were my essentially, brides are uh, maid of honors were my clients, customers. So I made sure that I made their, you know, special time in their life happy. So I would go above and beyond to get them their package on time. Yes. But there were so many times where I just like disrupted my life and would cancel plans or do certain things because I wanted to make sure that I got them what they needed in time. And it wasn't always warranted. So make sure you don't disrupt your life for it. But do give the best customer service. That is how you will win every time. Number 14. So we're almost, we're about halfway done. Get a Dymo or a Rolo printer ASAP. So for, um, hopefully you guys are all online shop owners listening to this right now, but if you're not, you can ignore this one. But if you are and you are printing your own labels, I highly suggest you get a Dymo or Rolo. I, at the time of this recording, don't have my Rolo yet. It's on its way, but I have the Dymo and it is 10 times better than using your good old printer, which I did use in the beginning for about a year, way too long. I wish I had switched over to the Dymo earlier. I have a love-hate relationship with printers if you follow me and you know that, but the Rolo I hear is amazing. So either one, I haven't had too many issues with my Dymo because I've learned how to fix them all. So it's it's not too bad. So if you want to go for the Dymo, I think that's a great start. Number 15. It only takes a few people or opportunities to help you get momentum. I had a few influencers in the beginning, quote unquote influencers, that really, really helped me solidify my brand and got me a lot of business. And I am forever grateful for those ladies for just supporting me. And they supported me for free. I didn't even have to pay them. I paid them in product and it was just a genuine relationship. It wasn't forced at all. And so just know that you're only a few people or opportunities away from your business exploding. When I got the downtown Detroit markets, that was a huge, huge opportunity. And it was also a catapult into my boutique taking over, allowing me to not have to do Etsy anymore. Number 16, get your email list started today if you don't have it. A third of my revenue comes from there in my welcome series brings in a ton of new buyers. And when that's without doing a thing. So I set up my welcome series email and it's three part email. It's a coupon code when they sign up, which people you will hear have pros and cons against that. I, whatever I'm for that. If they're giving me their email, I'm going to give them a coupon code for that because that's an exchange of energy and they deserve that for signing up for my emails. Um, I think it brings a ton of new buyers. It brings a ton of new traction and I don't have to do a thing. It's automated. So get your emails your email list started and not only just at minimum, get your automated email set up of welcome series of your abandoned cart. And then eventually you can start doing weekly emails to your list, which is a huge, huge driver of revenue for me. 
Number 17, use polls for everything on Instagram. So you can, it's basically a backdoor way to the swipe up feature. So you can use the polls to say, Hey, do you guys want to see, um, more of XYZ and use that for research? You can say, Hey, this is coming. Who wants the first deets? And then you can DM everybody who said yes for those first deets and send them the direct link to that top or the direct link to that candle, the direct link to that mug. So it's a, definitely a way around the, the swipe up and it just creates a way better relationship with your customers. Also, Instagram is going to reward you for that engagement of people responding to polls. Polls tend to work better than the questions tab or the slider, but you can still obviously use a bunch of the variations. Polls are just kind of the easiest for you know, behavior of answering. Okay. Where am I at? Number 18, document every stage. So if you're in the beginning of your journey, if you're in the middle, if you're in that spot where you're like, Oh, this isn't cool enough to post on Instagram, girl, document it, get it out there, share it. You will be so happy. I don't have any photos of me working on my kitchen table, filling orders. That's where I started my kitchen table. And now I have, I don't have any of that to like compare to because I didn't think it was glamorous. And so now I kind of document everything that I've been doing ever since I moved into my living room to my studio, my warehouse space, because who knows what it's going to look like in a few years. And I really want to make sure that I'm able to look back on that and have those memories. So don't be afraid to document and share, even if you don't think what you're doing is glamorous. You're inspiring somebody who isn't even doing what you're doing. And you're going to be very, very happy that you have those things to look back on. Number 19, flash sales and live sales are great, great way to move inventory. So I'm a huge fan of flash sales and live sales. And this can just be an Instagram flash sale. This can be a flash sale on your website where you have a flash sale tab. Uh, They're just great ways to move inventory. I'm going to leave it at that. Number 20, if you can't afford to outsource anything in your business yet, outsource things in your life. So by that, I mean you can outsource your food prep, the lawn care, snow removal, car washing, etc., house cleaning. So I just now hired my first person a few months ago in my business. I, I did have my sister helping me for a long, long time though. Um, so I did always have help, but now I have like official hired help for the boutique. But before that, I would just outsource other things. So we don't do our lawn. I very rarely cook, like literally never, like maybe once with my husband, he cooks way more than me, but I have, um, uh, food prep company that gets delivers me meals every Monday and we don't do our lawn. I think I already said that and things like that. So how can you outsource other things in your business if you can't afford to do it in your business yet? Number 21, audit yourself often with everything. Audit your social, audit your processes, audit what you love and what you hate. Basically audit all the time. That's how you're going to grow in your business. Number 22, you can make full-time income without 10K followers. I want to say this because I've done it. So you do not have to. If you're one of those people chasing the 10K, yes, I think more eyeballs is great. Yes, I think more followers are great. If they're your ideal customer, they're not. There's literally no reason to have more followers. If you can't sell to 2,000 followers, then you're not going to sell your product to 20,000 followers. I'm sorry, you're not. So work on converting, making sure your product's better, making sure your pricing's better, making sure your branding's better. Because if you can't sell to the 2K followers you have now, there is likely something wrong within I don't even want to say wrong, but likely something you need to tweak within your business and within your product line or your pricing or branding or something that's off. 
it's not necessarily that you need more people. And yes, that will eventually work with a conversion. So obviously the more people you get to your website, the more you're going to convert. So eventually traffic becomes the thing um, when you've got all those other ducks in a row. So get the foundations in check. You can still make full-time income without the 10K followers. I'm just putting it out there. Number 23, build a brand, especially if you're on Etsy. It's the only way to stand alone outside of it. So if you... um you need to be able to stand outside of Etsy because Etsy's in control, obviously. So if you're on Etsy, you know, you are not fully in control. Yes, you can make full-time income. Yes, you can do really, really well. I did. Uh, but you're ultimately, you need to be building a brand outside of that. That's how you're going to eventually survive. So even if you're not on Etsy right now, even if you're just like on your normal site, like a Shopify or just your own, your own platform, Squarespace, et cetera, Build a brand because that's what's going to help you stand out. There's a million freaking graphic t-shirt companies. There's a million wedding cup companies. There's a million mug companies. There's a million candle companies, right? The only way you're going to set yourself apart is if you build a brand around it. So I know that's kind of a lot, but if you haven't read, uh, it's build. Oh my gosh. Why am I blanking on the name? Um, Story brand, story brand book uh, by, why am I blanking on his name? Donald Miller. Um, that's a great book to get you going on how to build a brand. Also anything by Seth Godin. I'm obsessed with that man. Number 24, batch your entire process, especially if you're a maker. Oh my gosh. So build all your boxes at the same time. Uh, make all your certain processes, steps of your, whatever it is you make at the same time. And then print all your labels at the same time. And tape them up at the same time. It will save you instead of doing the full each item as it comes in, unless you have low volume. If you have low volume, cool, do whatever way you want. But the only way I could bust out 30 to 40 orders back in my Etsy days a day was if I batched the process. So make sure you batch it. Even in the boutique now, for example, I batch all boxed uh, orders together. So like things with mugs and other things that require boxes and more packaging together because those are slower. And then I batch all of my easy soft sided poly mailer shirts and stuff that are soft together because it makes it go faster. Number 25, get better at iPhone photography. There is no excuse in this day and age if you have an iPhone. They have great photos. Don't take crappy photos of your products. It's doing yourself a disservice. You don't always need professional photography. I love professional photography. I think you need a great mix, but you need to get better at your iPhone, get better at editing. So things like VSCO app, the Lightroom app, whatever apps you guys want to use those. I use VSCO 99% of the time. Just get better at iPhone photography. It will help you tremendously. Number 26, elevate your pop-up space as if it was a storefront. I talk about this all the dang time. I have a ton of IGTV videos on this. So go over to my IG, uh, amanda.adamjack and check those out. Number 27, the retouch app on your phone gets rid of unwanted objects in your photos. So if you have a photo that you take like out and about and it's got a stupid electric outlet on the wall or it's got graffiti on the wall and you want to get rid of that background, download the InShot app. I think it's like five or seven dollars. I think it's totally worth it. I use it all the dang time. I use it for, um, and sorry, I didn't mean InTouch app, the retouch app. I use it for that all the time. It does a bunch of other retouching things, but I don't really like to retouch like, you know, I'm not a face tune user, so I don't like to retouch a lot, but it does get rid of unwanted objects. Like if you have a person who walked into the background, you can get rid of them pretty easily. Elevates your photos. Going back to like number 25. 
Number 28, no one cares about your mess in the background of your Instagram stories. One of my other pet peeves is when people call out the mess in the background. Hey, sorry for my messy background, but here's what I'm showing you. Like I didn't even notice the pile of clothes on your bed until you pointed it out as if no one else in the world like has a pile of clothes on their bed, guys. Like we don't need to be calling that stuff out. Let's just be more real and authentic. And that's to me what makes you more real and authentic is you don't have to address everything negative. Yes, of course, I probably catch myself doing this a few times, but honestly, no one cares about it. Number 29, use the color dropper on your Instagram stories to pull in the image colors for your text to make it more cohesive. So this is kind of a hard one to explain over a podcast, but there's a little color dropper when you go into your Instagram stories and you can pull any color within that photo. So it allows you to basically make your images and your stories look way more cohesive. So if you need a quick little tutorial, just stop over to my DM and I'm happy to show you what that is. Number 30, get an idea notebook or get a notes on your notes app, get a list, get a Trello board, something where you can keep all your ideas. You're going to have a million of them and you're not going to be able to execute them all at once. You're going to get overwhelmed and then you're not going to execute at all. So my biggest tip is to get a list of all of your ideas and then you can go back to them when you're not feeling inspired. You'll be like, oh, that was a great idea. Let me start that new candle line or let me do put that on a shirt or I love this saying or I'm going to go this way. So put all of your ideas on a book or on a notebook in the notes app, wherever you want to keep it and reference it and add to it all the time. Coming up on the last five, guys, we are doing so good. I think we're only like 20 minutes in. Number 31, when you feel like comparison sets in or you're feeling bad on social, start working on your own business more. The reason why you get tripped up, I do the same thing, don't worry. The reason why you get tripped up is because you're so focused outwardly and you're not focused on your own business. When you're focused on your own business and you're in your lane and you're doing your thing, you don't have time to be looking at what Susie's doing over on Instagram. So really, really just focus on yourself. And when you do start to feel that way, it's probably because you're not moving the needle in your own business and you're feeling shitty about it. Honestly, that's usually what it is for me. So I just want to share that with you because I know it gets me out of the funk a lot faster. And I talk about that a lot. Number 32, make sure your Instagram stories have a beginning, a middle and an end. No more of that random commercial crap. So I want to see when you wake up in the morning, cool, post your coffee and then lead into your day of going to work or maybe you're going to your day job and then you come home and you work on your side hustle and you're showing yourself doing packaging and then you're you're showing yourself going to the post office. Done for the day. Cool. That was like a beginning, a middle and end. You took me along your day. It was great. If you are sharing new products, say like, hey guys, I'm about to share all these new arrivals. Can't wait to show you. And then you show the new arrivals and then you wrap it up when when they're launching. So always have a beginning, a middle and end. Um, Think of it as a story, right? It's a story, Instagram stories. So just my way of helping you guys who have a hard time curating your Instagram stories. If you think of it that way, it makes it a lot, lot easier. And I have a lot more tips on that. Number 33, post content that is relevant to your ideal customer. This one's huge for also for Instagram um, and any honestly content platform that you are on is it has to be relevant to whoever it is you're trying to sell to. Because for example, if you are a mom and you show your kids all the time and talk about mom life, but your customers are not moms, guess what they're not going to care about? You talking about all your mom life stuff. Like it's just not going to be relevant to them. Versus vice versa, if you are a mom and you don't talk about mom life things, which if you don't want to, that's your own choice. Clearly that's cool. But 
if you don't talk about it as much yet, 99% of your audience and your customers are moms, they're going to connect you so much more if you bring that element in. So make sure the content that you're posting is actually relevant to your ideal customer. Number 34, offer value add promotions more than discounts. I am not a big discount person. I don't like where you 50% off the shop today. Um, I don't really like that at all. I don't like discount culture and I don't want my brand to seem like a discount brand, right? I don't want to be the Walmart. I want to be the target Nordstrom level, right? Um, and which is still considered discount compared to the Gucci's, but that's where, that's where my brand lies right now. Um, and you can always have, you know, you different, you might be a Gucci or you might be a Walmart and that's, a, that's okay. So what I mean by a value add promos is things like free shipping. It's still a discount to you, but in the consumer's eyes, it's a value add. So free shipping is a great one because that just, you know, that's like the same thing as like 10%, depending on like the, you know, what you guys, what you guys sell, obviously. Some people who maybe have super heavy stuff can't do that. That's okay. So free gift with purchase. So for example, I just did this a bit ago and I do kind of do it randomly, but if I do um, a free sticker pack with purchase, that sticker pack cost me $2. It's actually cheaper than doing free shipping. It's cheaper than doing a discount. And sometimes doing those free little gifts really, really help. You know, people like Ulta, they do this where you buy X amount and then you get free little gifts, little makeup trial things. And I love when I go to Ulta and get the free gifts. Victoria's Secret used to do this all the time with the spending over X amount and you would get the free bag. Oh my God, I would go every time to see how many Victoria's Secret free bags did I need? I have no idea. I still have some really bad habit, but um, I loved that. It was like always my favorite. So offer value add promos more than discounts. And then the last tip, number 35, mind you, I have like thousands of tips. These are just random 35 that I literally thought of at the top of my head. But my number 35, as I turned 35 um, coming up here, is at the time of this recording, I'll be 35. So, or at the time of the release, I'll be 35, is to keep going, to not give up, that it's gonna take time. You have to have patience. But if you have the grit and the passion, that is what will set you apart. That is what will help you. You're gonna have to pivot. You're gonna have to learn from others. You're gonna have to put yourself in the right rooms and the right situations to learn and to connect and build that tribe and do all of the things. Don't do it alone, but keep going if you feel so passionately about it. And then if you don't, if there's something wrong, something that's not driving you, then use that permission to pivot and do something different. So when I say keep going and moving forward, I mean, don't keep doing it if it doesn't feel right, but keep moving and keep going forward in a way that allows you to get to where you need to go. So keep taking the steps to figure that out. You may take pivots, you may take detours and all of that. And that's okay. And that is natural. That is going to happen. My business looks nothing like it did on day one. And it's not going to look the same today as it will in another five years. So that is my advice for number 35 and my main lesson that I want to share with you today. So I cannot believe, I thought I was going to get these done in a minute each. So I was going for like, this is me about 35 minutes, but I think we're at like 26 minutes. So super exciting. I got through all of this. Hopefully you enjoyed my random spitfire of 35 lessons, hacks, and tips that I've learned while running my business. Some things that are a little bit more pertinent and relevant today and some things that are more general in my life, in my, my journey. But I hope you guys enjoyed. Again, thank you for tuning back in to the podcast. If you are listening to this right now, you have a chance to get my new course, Boost Your Shop Sales, my mini course for online shop owners for free. So if you're listening to this, 
when it first came out, you have a few days to write a review, to screenshot this, share it on your social. There's way more. Go over to my Instagram at amanda.itemcheck for more details on how to get this course for free. And if you've surpassed this time frame where this little giveaway is going on, then the Boost Your Shop Sales course will be available for you for purchase. If you want to get way more in depth on how to boost your shop sales through your launching and through just general sales tactics. So I'm super excited about that course coming up in a few days. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And this is Amanda and I'm signing out guys. I hope you guys have an amazing day.